Today's daf is daf Lamed Gimel. We are holding at the top of Lamed Gimel, Lamed Aleph. We said in a brisa yesterday is that <clears throat> the pasuk mentions uh, two forms of respect. One is kima, and one is hidur, to be mahadur. And uh, there was a question, is it referring to the same individuals, or two separate individuals? And, uh, but the point the Brysa made is that just as the act of standing up does not involve a financial loss, so therefore when it says that you have to be mahadr, you have to respect a zakain, it also means, it's, Raja says it means verbally, but it doesn't have to involve a financial expenditure. And that's why Kima and Hidur are placed together in the Pasuk. So the Mora asked the following question. So it says like this, uh, You might think, because to show respect doesn't, Rashi says it could either mean verbally or with money. So you might think it could mean respect him with, your, with, with money. That's why it has standing next to it. So therefore, Sakum uh, Vahadarta says, because the, the Sakum is the end of the first clause, and Hadarta is the beginning of the next clause, but it puts them together to tell you, just a standing does not have any financial loss, so Hidur, Shein Bokhisaron, Kiss. And so for also does not. So if we know that the Hidur does not involve financial loss, the one has the following question. He says there are certain types of, of, of malacha, for example, one of the considered to be the more uh, uh, difficult types of, of work was threading pearls. You have to be able to make the hole very carefully through the pearl and require the person to be in a sitting position so that he could focus on doing it. You couldn't do it standing. Now, if you tell me that if a Talmud Chacham or a, or a, or a, or a, a Zakin walks by and you have to stand, so it comes out that you have to stop doing the work. So it comes out that there'd be bitul malacha involved. And bitul malacha means chisaron kiss. So how do you say standing does not involve financial loss? Therefore, hidur does not involve financial loss. Standing could involve financial loss if it involves bitul malacha. That's the Gemara's question. So Gemara says, Vakima lays chisaron kiss. You tell me standing does not involve financial loss. Could the person not be discussing the situation that a person is threading pearls and in the meantime that a scholar or a zaken would come in front of him and he would have to stand up for the person so like would have to stand up for him and therefore he would be and through being he's got a chisar and kiss so what do you mean there's no loss of money so when it says actually the joint words together, Kima and Hidur, go the other way. Now what it means is follows. Raj explains, I'm going to say it outside and see it inside. Raj explains that Hidur means one of two things. It either means you give him money or you say you do something verbal, right? But it does not involve Bitul Malacha. There's no Bitul Malacha in Vahadarta. Vahadarta is... No, there's not just standing. It's doing something active, either giving him money, buying him something to show respect, or verbally. So therefore, like this, since the Hadarta does not involve Bitul Malacha, and it's juxtaposed with Kima, therefore Kima does not involve Bitul Malacha. Well, if the Kima standing does not involve Bitul Malacha, so once you don't have to stand, 
where there's going to be bittul malacha, it comes out also then the kima also cannot involve chisar and kiss. Because the only way kima could involve chisar and kiss is if you would have to stand. But from hadar that we see you don't have to stand. So therefore kima, for therefore, uh, you, therefore, I'm sorry, uh, you don't have to be vatal malacha. So therefore you don't have to be vatal malacha for kima. And if you don't have vatal malacha for kima, I mean there's no chisar and kiss. And once I know by kima there's no chisar and kiss, so therefore vahadar that does not have to have a chisar and kiss either. So between the two, back and forth, comes out, we see you don't have the respect for a Talmud Chacham, respect for, a, for a, an elderly sage, does not have to involve a direct financial loss. That's the point it's making. So when it says like this, so when it says, Ela Akish Kima Lehidra, let's start by comparing Kima standing to Hidur. So my Hidur is Enbot Bittol. Just as Hidur does not involve a Bittol Malacha, that we said doesn't. Either it's going to mean verbal or paying money, but doesn't involve not doing Malacha. So I have Kima, so therefore Kima also is Enbot Bittol Malacha. And if, and if Kima doesn't have Bittol Malacha, then we know that Kima does not have Chisar and Kiss, because that's the only way you could think Kima could have Chisar and Kiss if it had Bittol Malacha. But Akish Nami Hidur Kima, go back the other way. So my Kima is Enbot Chisar and Kiss. Now that we've established that Kima does not have a Chisar and Kiss, therefore Hidur Nami that's the shot in the drosh. And then the Mora brings out amru. Based on this principle, we said, that if you are working, you're involved in a job, and stopping to work would involve financial loss. So if you're working, so ain bale umnios rishoyin lama means especially if you're working with someone else, because if you're working with someone else, stopping to stand up for Tom and Chacham, it's not your own personal loss. You can choose whether you want to do that or not. But you don't have a right to stand and cause a financial loss to the person that you're working for. Therefore, for someone else. All right. So therefore, yourself, you can decide that, but not for someone else. says more like this: Is that true that we don't we don't show honor or respect? when it causes a financial loss for the person you're working for. And what's going to ask from a Mishnah in Mesecha Shavuos? The Mishnah tells us, Mesecha uh, Bekurim. Mishnah tells Mesecha Bekurim is that when the Ole Regal used to come up and, and they used to bring Bekurim, so it says everybody would have to stand and show them respect for taking this arduous trip to come to the Beis to bring the Bikurim. And even if you were workers working for other people, they would show respect by standing up. So of course, why over there are we allowing them to stand up and show respect for the people bringing the Kurim? So you tell me, so, the, the, so, the, but, so therefore, why wouldn't we say the same thing for Tami de Chachomim or for the elderly? That's the most question. Beloy, we don't show respect even if it cause, even if for a momentary would cause financial loss to the person you're working for. All the craftsmen would stand for the Euler Regolin who are bringing the Bikurim and greet them and ask how they're doing. And they would say, our brothers who are coming from Right uh, from whatever city they would greet them, they would know who they were coming from. Their banners, which city they were coming from. What's that? Make a big turmoil. Right, 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 right. Loini b'achem l'shalom, come in peace. But you see, we do stop malacha to show honor. That's only because they're bringing the bikurim that we stand for them, but we don't stand for tamid So what's the difference? So he says like this. 
He said the difference the Mar is going to say is there is a concept of chachaviva mitzvah shaita. That if a mitzvah is being performed in its time, in its right time, there's a special endearment. HaKadosh Baruch Hu especially likes that. So it means the ones who are bringing Bikurim, you have a greater reason to stand. Some of the Talmud Chacham, it's not a mitzvah being done at the right time. It's just, it's just Talmud Chacham. So therefore, to cause a loss of money, we're not requiring the person to stand. But a person who's doing the mitzvah at the right time, there's a special mitzvah to stand. It's very interesting. I l- listened on the last cycle. I don't know where I saw this, but it's very interesting. Is you, we know that by... Um, uh, by by, by, by uh, 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 at the end of Sukkot de Zimro, right? We stand. And where do we stand? By Varav David. Now, by Svar, I think Svardim actually sit down again after uh, before Az Yashir, right? I think the Ashkenazim Ashken stay standing all the way to the. But, but so I saw where does this minute come from? He says the Gabbai Tzedakah used to come collecting. At that time, Oshiva right. covered, right? And therefore, they're doing the mitzvah b'shaita. Since they were doing the mitzvah, the right they performed in a time of doing the mitzvah, therefore, everybody would stand for the gabe tzedakah. Now, after Oshiva covered, then they used to leave. Therefore, so the Svarim still sit after that point. But the point is that that's the idea of Chabiva mitzvah b'shaita. And that's why, I mean, people that keep doing it, whatever it is, they still do, people sometimes still go collecting at that, uh, people give money at that time, people collect at that time. But that's where the minah came from. That's very interesting, that's it. All right, so that's the idea of Chabiva mitzvah b'shaita. All right. So, uh, so Amr Rabbi Yosef Barav, and he points this out. He says, Bora, hey, come and see. Come and chaviva mitzvah b'shaita. Sharem ibnayim omdim, because we're willing to stand for these guys. These guys are, don't have to be talmud chachamim, but they're doing the mitzvah b'kurim. We stand for them, right? Uh, we stand for them. Again, I, it's, it's interesting. It's at the mitzvah of b'kurim. They're not actually looking to bring b'kurim. They're also doing another mitzvah. They're coming, they're being ola rego, right? Anyway. Um, yeah, that's different, right? Because ola rego, different times of the year. That's not like... It's three, time, it's three times a year. Right, but you're not coming to stand for them for that. That's like... I yeah, I yeah. I, I, I don't know. Tomorrow is like this. Tomorrow says it's not such a 100% uh, proof because they're doing a mitzvah, specifically because of the Bikurim, because they're doing the mitzvah. Maybe the reason is, the reason we stand for them is another Swara over there. If you don't make them feel good, like, you know, and they embrace them and they feel good, then what's going to happen next year? The men don't want to come. So maybe it's got nothing to do with Chaviva Mitzvah B'Shaita. Maybe it's just a question of making them feel good so they're going to want to come again. So it's not 100% that that's a good proof. The MK, you're going to cause them to falter for the future. Then they might not want to come. Let's go back to it. Amar Mar, so we said at the end of the Brisa yesterday, Yachal You might think since you have an obligation to stand for a zakein, you should also stand for the base Akise in the bathroom, right? Mibesa Mirchat's in the bathhouse. And that the Mimur says, Vahadarta, Hadarta is, it's a place of respect. Only in a place where it is appropriate to show respect, you show respect. But in a place where that's not a place where people are on a, in, in a state of undress and things like that. It's not a place to show respect. That you don't show respect in those places. Fred Gamora, is that true in a bathhouse? We don't show respect. He was sitting in a bathhouse. Rab Shimon, the son of Rebbe, right? Rab actually was a Talmud of Rebbe. It seems that he also learned by Rab Shimon. So, and Rav Shimon walked by in the bathhouse, and Rav Chia didn't stand. 
Ve'ikpid, and Rav Shimon got upset. Ve'os amalei and he went and told his father, he went and told Rebbe, Shnei chamashin shanisi lebe sefer tehillim. I taught him two out of the five books of Tehillim. Imagine he taught him the Medrashim, the Pshat and the Psukim. He said, two, that's 40% of Sefer Tehillim I taught him. And he doesn't stand for me. Pursue another story, Bar Kapara. Amri Lo and Sam said, which was also sitting in the bathhouse. Al Azil of Shimon Barebi and Rav Shimon, the son of Rebbe, walked by. But look, come and come in and stand for him. But again, Rav Shimon got upset. But Azil Amalei Lavu and he went to tell his father, Shnei Shlishei Shlishi Shanisalei Bateres Kahanim. I taught him two thirds of a third, which is one ninth. I taught him one ninth of Teres uh, Kahanim. That's the Medrashim on Sefer Vayikra. But look, Amalei Pana and he's not standing for me. So Rebbe, a very smart man, Rebbe says to him, you know why they're not standing? Probably what you're teaching them, they're thinking about at that moment. It's on their mind. They're so absorbed in what you taught them that what? They didn't notice you. They didn't, they didn't see you. They weren't paying attention. So Amar Lo Shema Bahen Yerushim Maharet. That what you taught them had such an impact on them. They're sitting and thinking about it. They've attracted in it, and that's why they didn't stand. But what do you see? That Rebbe did feel that if they were paying attention, what should they have done? They should have said, "I in a bathhouse, we said you don't show hidur." So was his time at the Bahen Yerushim Maharet. It's only because they were sitting and, and absorbed in the learning. If it wasn't for that loy, they would they should have stood. So one says, not really a kasha. The way the bathhouses were back then is there was the inner rooms and outer rooms. In the inner rooms, people would be naked. In the outer rooms, people would be clothed. So therefore, in the inner rooms, that's where we said, you don't show, uh, you don't show respect. There's no din of hidur. But in the outer rooms, where the Gemara wants to suggest that that's where Rav Shimon encountered these chachamim, these you that you're still supposed to show respect because there the people are closed. Tomorrow says, Lord Kasha, Habevate Gavoy. One is talking about the inner rooms where people are naked. Habevate Gavoy. One is talking about the outer rooms. And then one brings a raya. What's the proof? It has to be in the outer rooms. Because how could Rebbe suggest that they are thinking and learning? If it's in the inner rooms where people are not dressed appropriately, they would not be allowed. Must be it happened to, uh, happened in the outer room. So this is the only logical way of understanding. You're allowed to think of Torah in any place you want, except for in a bathhouse, or in a bathroom. So therefore, it must be it was in the outer rooms. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a lot of things more. Unless it's not such a riot. Because, because maybe the owner shani. Maybe it was an onus. An onus means it was something beyond your control. Raja brings down. If a guy's sitting thinking of learning, and then he walks into a bathhouse, it's very hard to switch off. So therefore, it's not a riot. That, Meaning the answer we're giving still that the reason that they that they got up, uh, that Reb Shimon got upset because it was in the outer room, you say that that we're still sticking with that. But to prove it had to be the outer room because otherwise how could they be thinking learning? That's not such a good raya because it could be there was an onus that they were thinking about it before and therefore that still could have been the inner room. So that can't be the raya. But Lamaisa, the other answer is answered by saying it was in the uh, in the outer room. All right, let's go weiter. So we said that you might think. Why did I have to say that after you're supposed to stand for a Chacham, you're supposed to show respect for the Chacham, right? And it says, we are racer, and you have to show fear of Hashem. What does fear of Hashem have to do with anything? So the Mishnah, the, the Bryce has said, you might think that you can like, uh, turn away, divert your eyes, close your eyes, so therefore he doesn't realize that what? 
that you saw him. And since he doesn't realize you saw him, so he doesn't feel bad when you don't stand up for him. And make as if you didn't see him. So therefore, that's why it says, you have to fear Hashem. Because even he might not realize you saw him, but what? Hashem realized. Who says, what, we're talking about Rishoyim? Why do you need a person to tell me you might think you're allowed to do it? Why would you think I need a person to teach me that? The guy's right next to you, and you turn away, that you're doing something wrong. I need a person to tell me you, because you know Hashem sees you. Says the the person is addressing Rishoyim. So says, you're right, that's not the scenario. What the one is going to say later, oh, we're going to see in a few lines, the Chiyuv really only starts when the person's within your Dalit Amos. Unless it's a rev, rev, Rabba Muvak, unless it's like your, your permanent Rebbe. But if otherwise, the Chiyuv starts. So therefore, it could be that the guy is like 30 feet away, and you see, even though he's heading in your direction, so now, if you turn away, so that when he comes within your Dalit Amos, you don't actually see him, you're not really a Russia, because it's not that you were chayv in the mitzvah and now you did something to not do the mitzvah. You weren't really chayv yet. You just avoided becoming chayv. So you might think you can do that. That's why it has to say, listen, Hashem sees you're trying to come up with some kind of tachbula, with some type of uh, uh, loophole that you should not have to do it and therefore it's the wrong thing to do. But at least you're not dealing with a rasha per se. Moses is like this. You might think that you can divert your eyes before this manachiyav comes, before he comes to your daladamas. So when he comes to this manachiyav within your daladamas, at that point you talk not looking at him, the kind that he's standing before you. You have to know, you have to stand. But to come to that you would have to stand for him. Tamil talk them, you make sure you do stand because we are raised because Hashem knows that you're trying to avoid it and you should you should not put yourself in that situation. Tana, we learned in the Brahsa, Aizakima Hidur, when is the standing considered to be an act of respect? So when he's within your Dalit Amas. When he's in within your Dalit Amas, then you're showing the guy directly because otherwise he doesn't think you're standing for him, right? That's if he's your teacher that is not your permanent teacher. Your permanent teacher, so uh, your non-permanent teacher, you wait for him to get within Daladamas, then you have an obligation. But if it's your permanent teacher, the person who most of your learning has come from, as soon as he's within your eyesight, doesn't matter how far he is, you have an obligation at that point already to stand. When he would see the ear of the donkey of Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef was his Rebbe. So when he see like the head of the animal turning around the corner, so he would really see the ear of, so he hasn't even seen Rabbi Yosef yet, but he understands that if he's seeing the ear of the donkey, Rabbi Yosef is soon to follow, right? To ask you that it was coming, have a coin, he would stand. Abai was once riding a donkey. And he was traveling along the banks of the Sagyu River. And the other Rabbonon was sitting on the other side of the river. And they did not stand for him. So I guess when he got to them, he said, Am I not your permanent teacher? As such, even though it was more than Dalit Amas, you were on the other side of the river, but you saw me, therefore what? Stand up. So therefore, Amrulay, they said, Lavadaitan, we weren't paying attention. We weren't focusing 
on that we weren't thinking about or that we didn't think we didn't notice you. But the point is, you're right, and we should have, but we just wasn't in our mindset at the time. Question, does, does the rabbi have to notice that they stood up for him? So, I, so I, I guess the word is like this. By a regular person, if he sees them standing, he doesn't think that they're standing for him. By a rabbi muvak, even if it's far away, the fact that he sta- they're standing, he realizes they're showing covered to him. Say he's like I, that's a good question. I don't know. That could be yes, no. I'm not sure. When is it like this? Rav Shimon Menelaza, I'm a minayin lezak and shalai yatrev How do you know, how do you know that a Talmud Chacham is not allowed to go out of his way? To make people stand up. To make people have to stand up for him. That if you can go around instead of cutting through, how do you know that that... Uh, that that's supposed to do. That's why again, Zakein, it says uh, the Yoresa. The Yoresa, he learns that teaching, not that people have to have fear and make sure they don't avoid doing the mitzvah. The Zakein himself should have fear of Hashem and avoid putting people in a situation that they have to show him covered. All right, I'm Rabbi in Aktin and we have the following tradition. The Imakiv, that if a person goes around, if a person and goes out of his way to go around where people are, instead of having to cut through, thereby not forcing them to have to stand for him, Chaye, that is a, 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 a zgul of Arichus Yomim. You will have long life, the Chacham will have long life if he avoids putting people in a situation that what? They have to stand right, up. the one we had before, we had in the Tainus and other places, that they asked us, uh, some of the Chacham, what caused you to have longevity? And one of the things he said, he would get to Shul first so that he wouldn't have to come in later and cause everybody to have to stand for him. Anyway, Abaya Makif. Abaya would go around where people were in order to avoid having them stand. Abzeir Makif, Abzeir did the same thing. Ravina Yosef Kamei to Rav Yermidiv. Ravina was sitting in front of Rav Yermidiv. Chalev Ahu Gavra Kamei. And so Rabbi Yirmei was a big time. He was a god, one of the Gedolei Ador. And a certain person walked by below Mixiration without his head covered. We have two or three places in Kedushin where it mentions covering one's head. For instance, so this guy went in front of us. It seems to be that uh, we said before, great people or married people covered heads. Also, when you went into the presence of an Adam Godol, it was also an Indian of having your head covered. And this guy walked by Rav Yirmibidifti and he did not have a covered head. So Amar Kama Chotzev HaGavro. So uh, Ravina said, look how chutzpedic this fellow is, that, uh, uh, that, that he walks by Rav Yirmibidifti without having his head covered. So any I'm like, I don't know if it was the first cover, the second cover, but whatever. But they have to have their head covers in order to show covered. So I'm a lay. So Rav Yimei said, very interesting uh, take over here. Maybe he comes from Masam Echasi. Masam Echasi was like Bnei Brak. He comes from a place that wherever you look, there are Talmidei Chachamim. So you become so used to having Talmidei Chachamim around that right, the Rashi says that you feel that you're one of them. And therefore, you don't need your head covered, therefore you lose the sensitivity of having that special reverence. Unbelievable Rashi. The gate the Gisi Barabonon, that you're familiar with them. But Rashi says, what does it mean the Gisi Barabonon? Rashi says over here, the Tamid Regil and Etzlam, Belibam Gas Bechachamim, they're used to having them, Ki'il Heim Mehem. 
and you start feeling that what? Like you also want the rabbon, and you also feel like that. You know, always like you see these guys. You know, they all of a sudden they start wearing long coats and they start wearing the big hats. You know, it's like yeah. they feel like they're around those people. You know, they also start looking. They need to look the part as well. Okay, let's go back. Isi bar Isi ben Yehuda Oimer. We may say we're talking about filu kol save of mashma. So there was a, a three way machlok. Because Isi ben Yehuda held that for elderly you have to stand even if it's a zakan ashmai. What is a zakan ashmai? It's machlok is Rashi and Taisus, but it's an amma aritz. Rashi is a Russia amma aritz. This can't be talking about a Russia, but at least it's talking about an amma aritz. I mean, somebody who's not a talmud chacham at all. The fact that he is elderly is enough of a reason that you have an obligation. What it says, Amar Rabbi Yechon, Halacha Isi ben Yehuda. Rabbi Yechon says that's the Halacha. You have to you have to show respect for the elderly, even if they're ignorant, even if that. And the Morah brings down even more. Rabbi Yechon have a koy mekamei savid armoi. He would stand up for elderly that are Gentile. Rabbi Yechon, by the way, he used to be the one who also said he used to greet them in the marketplace. It says before they could even say hello, he would say hello first. Even to Nachrish of it says, even to the Gentile in the marketplace, he would greet first. You have to greet everybody, he said, even a Gentile. And he showed respect to all elderly, including Gentiles. Why? He says, look how many life uh, experiences. Uh, experiences have passed through. It means that the, there's a certain wisdom and knowledge that comes through. Life experience. So even if he's not a Talmud Chachlam, there's still many things we can learn from them, even if they're ignorant, and therefore we have a responsibility. Maybe it's because you can still learn from them, or because we have to respect what they've endured, but whatever it is, you have to stand for them, even Gentiles. You know, there's no, there's no chiluk over here. All right. Uh, so therefore, he says, Come on, Look how many life experiences these, uh, they, these have endured. Rava himself would not stand for a regular elderly, but hidur avad lahu. But what he did was he would give them a shuffle. It means he didn't acknowledge, acknowledge them, tipped his hat, whatever. He didn't stand for them, but he did acknowledge their, their presence. Abaya yav yadu lesavi. Abaya would give his hand. I mean, anytime elderly walked by, he would give his hand that they can lean on him, that can hold on to him to cross the road or whatever it is. Rav meshadar shluche. Rav to help them would stand. He wouldn't go himself. But he would send an agent, he would send a shliach to go and help them. Rav Nachman he would send his guards. Rav Nachman was from the household of the Nasi, and so he was surrounded by guards and people that had to fulfill his edicts at all times, and he would send them to help the elderly if he came across them. Amar, Ilav Taira, and he would say as follows, because T, he says, Kama Nachman Bar Abba Ikavashuka. There would be Nachman Bar Abbas, many Anachman Bar Abbas in the marketplace. All right. Now, uh, and therefore, basically, that we had this by Rabbi, Rabbi Yosef made the same statement. We'd say it on Sh- by Shuz. It says that if it wasn't for the Torah, come uh, Yosef Ikabeshuka. Is that that because he has Torah, his, his place of his Machmachashivas, it would be a bizarre for him to do it himself. That's why he sends his shliach to go ahead and do it. That's the point that Rav Nachman is making. By the way, I saw there's a kasha here that is showing him ask. That the, the, the Nasi, right, the one who was, wasn't of Nachman Bar Abba, was Nachman Bar Yitzchak. So the, they ask Akash on the Girsa of the Gemara, if we're talking about he had guards because he was from the household of the Nasi, so why is it calling him Nachman Bar Abba? Abba, but could you call him Nachman Bar Yitzchak? I thought the answer is very simple. 
His father's name was Yitzchak, but he doesn't want to say his father's name. Abba, Abba means Nachman Bar Yitzchak, but he doesn't want to say Bar Yitzchak, and therefore he says the son of Abba. That's that, but I, you know, I didn't see him give that answer. Anyway, says they want to like this. I'm a Rav Avoy. Rav Avoy asked the for I'm Rav Yana. Said the uh, said the following. He said, "Ain't time to talk about I'm a Rabbi Eler Shachris for Arvis." That you're not allowed to stand up too many times for your Rebbe. Only in the morning and the afternoon. Only in the morning and the evening. Because your honor should not be more than the honor you give Shemaim. Now, I, I, I looked up in the article, it says that because Shemana Esrei. But Shemana Esrei, we don't do twice a day. We do Shemana Esrei three times. I think it's about Krishma. Krishma is Makabal on yourself. So therefore, it means we only Makabal on the Vargas. It says Krishna by you? It, I, I don't well, it, it, it does say twice, so, one standing before the Creator, only I, I saw it. I, I, I have an old art school. Alternatively, it. it says, yeah. one reaches Creator, trusted in Krishna. Right. But it makes more sense going on Krishna, right. and therefore you shouldn't do it more than uh, twice. All right. So Mesive, the one has the following question. We just learned earlier that a Zaken is not allowed to be Matriya. It's not allowed to go out of his way to go in front of people that would need to stand for him because it's the Rebbe, whatever it is, because you're not allowed to do it too much. But if the only obligation is to stand is twice a day, then why is that a big tircha? They don't have to do more than twice a day. So you, if you walk five times, they only have to stand twice. So why is that considered three tirukha that you have to go around? So Tom and I, so they have me nine. So where do we know that a zakin is not a big matriarch to put uh, duress on people that they have to stand? Tom and Lama, zakin be erased. A zakin has to fear Hashem as well. Every time it's only morning and the evening, that's alone. Why can't you be matriach First of all, they have an obligation to stand twice. You're actually allowing them to do their obligation. If they haven't done it twice, they should just do it twice a day. And more than that, they're not required to stand. So why is that considered to be a tircha? So it's mashma really that they have to stand the whole day. And the reason why you have to avoid cutting through, because each time you go through, they would have to stand. Not just twice. He's asking a question on the position that they only have an obligation twice a day. Moira says, It could be morning and evening. That's the only obligation. Even that. Even morning and evening, if you can avoid having to make them be matriarch standing morning and evening, even that is considered to be a good thing not to cause them to have to do. So it means even morning and evening, if, you, if, a, if a Chacham can avoid, still, you, you can't, don't, he shouldn't be looking at it, well, I'm just waiting to be yoyt to the chiv. No, no, no. If you can avoid them having to get up for your morning and evening, try to avoid that as well. But Talmud Chacham doesn't stand for his Rebbe, he's considered a wicked person. And he will not have longevity. But Talmud and his learning will be forgotten. Good will not come to the wicked person. He won't have his Torah. And he will not have longevity. He'll be like a shadow, shadows fleeting comes and it goes. Because he was not fearful before Hashem. Now the point is, that says they did not have Yira. He didn't have Mo. So Morezu, what Morez is referring to, he did not show Yira. So I don't know what it's referring to. But when it says in the Pasuk that you have to stand, 
For the zakein, says be You have to stand for the zakein because you have to fear Hashem. So I understand because he did not fear Hashem means he did not stand for his rebbe. That's what it's referring to, and that's why these terrible things befall him. So therefore, Haray Mora, that the Pazik's talking about the fear, that's talking about over there, Zukim is standing for the Chacham. Correcting Mora, there are other Psukim in the Torah that talks about that you have to fear Hashem. For example, don't do ribbis, because you have to fear Hashem. Don't have uh, false weights and measures, because you have to fear Hashem. So how do you know to say that, that you won't have, your, your Torah won't be Mekayim, and you won't have longevity, and all, because you have to have fear, and the year it's talking about is the year that's associated with standing for Chacham. Maybe it's because you're not doing, maybe because you're doing ribbis. Maybe it's because you have false measures. How do you know? So what it says, it's the fear that's of Hashem that's associated with ribbis, or the fear of Hashem that's associated with having false weights. So what it says, you're right. But there's another, there's another drosha over here. Rabbi Lazar, Pnei Pnei Gomer. He says the way we're darshaning is the cross-indexing of the words Pnei. Because in, uh, in, in, here it says, uh, it says, um, what, are the two, what are the two psukim? One passage that says, um, uh, uh, where's the place? Viorasa. So here it says the word pnei, melifnei's pnei, and by standing it says vadata pnei zokein. So therefore, in both places there's the word pnei. So if I know it's referring to the idea of standing, that's how I know. So therefore, pnei pnei gomer. That's the cross indexing thing. The gzeres shavuot thing went. Iboilahu. The pnei shiva has a fascinating shaila. Okay. In today's generation, rebalei tshuva, this could be very. He says, what happens if your son is also your rebbe? Means you learned more from him than from anyone else, and he happens to be your son. So now the child, Benoit, the who rabbi, Maulamad Ne'avim, should he stand for you? Meaning, does his mitzvah of Kibbut Ava'im require that he stands for you, even though what? You are his. Talmud. He is your Rebbe. Should he stand for you as father, even though. Well, we're going to give vice versa in a moment. Right now we're asking. Should he stand for you, even though he is your Talmud and you're his Rebbe? He's your Rebbe. He's your Rebbe and you're his Talmud. Tashimah, come and listen. To Amalei Shmuel, the Rabbi Yehuda. Shmuel told Rabbi Yehuda, we had this before. Rabbi Yehuda was one of the twins that were born to Rav, to, to Chizkiyot. And, and he was the Rebbe of his father. He taught his father. So it says, but Shmuel, is, Shmuel was the Rebbe of Rabbi Yehuda. And Shmuel said to him, shit in a sharp one. You should stand for your father. So therefore, what do you see at, at face value? You stand for your father, you're more of a Talmud. That's right. Even though you're his rebbe, you should still stand for him. As someone says, like it's not such a raya because Shani Rabbi Cheskel, Rabbi Cheskel, who was the father of Rabbi Yehuda, happened to be a big tzaddik. Like Nisim, miracles used to happen for him. So maybe under normal circumstances, you would not stand for your father. But in this particular case, you should stand for your father because of the level of righteousness that he has. Maybe he says like this, Shani Reb Cheskel, the Baal Maisim have him. Baal Maisim means he was a Baal Maisim for the person miracles happened for him. Because even Shmuel, Shmuel was the Rebbe of Rabbi Yehuda who was for sure greater in learning than Rav Yecheskel, would still stand Korea. for Rav Yecheskel. So therefore, there's no raya from that that a regular person should stand for his father if he's the father's rebbe. No raya. 
Shmuel says like this, Well, if that's the case, then what is Shmuel telling? Shmuel used to stand for him as well. And so what's he telling? And, and, and because, so then what's he telling him? You should stand for your father. If the Kiddush is, you should stand for your father because a, as a son, you have an obligation, then I stand. But if he's telling him you should stand for your father because, he, because he's a, a Baal Moifes, so that we know, I mean, even Shmuel stood for him. Shmuel says like this, I'll tell you what, the halacha is like this, is that a, a student is not allowed to show covered to a person in front of his Rebbe, unless his Rebbe gives permission. Uh, it's because a student is not allowed to show covered for a third person. You can't stand for someone else in front of your Rebbe. Because it's considered to be detracting from the covered Rebbe, unless the Rebbe himself gives permission. So what Shmuel was telling Rabbi Yehuda, that if you see your father coming, you have permission from me that you should stand for him. That's what he's telling him. Not necessarily because you have an obligation to stand for him, because he's your father. It could be that it's because he's a Balmophis, but you have to stand for him. But I mean, you have, but he's telling him, you have permission, you can stand even in my presence. That's what he's telling him. But you can't bring a riot from here. Tomorrow he says like this. So the Ella, my Kamala, so what's he telling him? Haki Kamala was telling him, he's like this. Zimna, there are times, to sometimes he'll come from behind me, and I won't even see him there. You have to stand up in front of me. Even though it's in front of me and you're not honoring me, you're honoring him. Don't worry about my honor because I'm giving you permission. Whenever your father is around, you stand for your father because of the, he's a holy person. But therefore, we can't bring a riot from this that what? That a son is required to stand for the father if the father's ready. Okay, so now, Morana asked the other way around. You asked, you said it. Here is what happens if the son is the Rebbe. Can the father stand up and show honor to the son? All right, that's the other way around we're asking now. Morana says like this. Toshima, come and listen. I'm Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi had a son who was in, in the, he was in, 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 in the court, in the, uh, uh, in, in the, 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 the Nasi, he was like, like, like the Malchus, he was like in, a, in the royalty, his son, all right? So he says like this, Really, it's not fit for me to stand for my son, right? But because I have to show honor to the house of the Nasi, to the house of the Exilarch, I, I maybe it wasn't, it wasn't here to stroll, actually, it, to, uh, Rishul ben Levi. He was a, he was a, he was a member of the Nazi family through marriage. Right. But anyway, the point is, my son married into the house of the Nazi, and therefore, I have to show him covenant, even though technically I shouldn't have to show him covenant, but I have to show him covenant because it's covenant of the house of the Nazi. So time, uh, now the reason is like this. Why should I not have to show him covenant? Because I'm, his, I'm also his Rebbe. I happen to be his Rebbe. Time, uh, the honor Rabbe. Ha ihu rabboi, the one says the one wants to infer. But if he was my Rebbe, the then I would have to stand for him even if what? Even if, uh, even if he was not from the house of the, the Nasi. That's one of, now, now he never said that. We're trying to infer that that's what he's saying, which therefore would answer our Shiloh that what? That a father should stand for his son. For his son. 
Tzmoyah says like this, Time of the honor Rabbe, ha iu Rabbi, but if he would have been my Rebbe, then I would stand for him without him being from the house of the Rebbe. Tzmoyah says you can't read that into it. Because you could say that what Shuman Levi is saying the following, that the Chorah, I should not have to stand for my son, right? At all. I should never have to stand for my son. Why? Because I am his father. Even if he was my Rebbe, I should not have to stand for him because I am his father. Because I'm his father. So therefore, the only reason I stand for him is why? Because of Beis Nasi. But if you read it that way, you have no rhyme. The Bailu, the Nehishi brings in, uh, another Shaila. Now, this is a very interesting Shaila, and it's going to see what the Halach of Nafkamina is. Right? We're going to see that the din that you have to stand for your Rebbe, or you have to stand for a Chochum, is if he is standing. But if he is sitting, then there's no mitzvah to stand. Now, what if he's riding an animal? Is riding an animal considered standing or sitting? Now, we could have brought a riot from a buyer. We're trying to show what the source for it is. Where in the Tanoic literature is there a source? Basically, we're trying to understand when a person is riding an animal, if we look at his position, then he is sitting. But if we look at it vis-a-vis the animal, then he's moving. So therefore, the, and what's going to be the nafkamina? Do I have to stand? Right? That's going to be the thing. So what is says like this. Is riding like a walking? Or riding is like sitting? Right? Well, it says like this. So, and, and the nafkamina is going to be, what's going to be the nafkamina? You need to right. Now, the Gemara brings an interesting raya. What's the Gemara going to bring a raya for this? The Gemara is going to say the following. All right? A Mishnah in the Goyim. Let me just tell you a quick halacha over here. If you have a covering, you have a, a room or a, something that is covered, and there is a mitzora under the same covering, when you walk in, it's got like a din like Thomas Mace. What happens? You become Tommy. However, there's a caveat. The Mitzora has to be sitting. The Mitzora is standing in the house or in the, house or in the covering. He does not transmit Tumah. He only transmits Tumah if he is in a sitting position. Right? Now, what about if it's a stone? There's a concept of stone. A stone that's taken from the house could have Tzara's too. Right? So what I was going to say, the same thing applies. If a person brings a stone into it and he's carrying it, if the person is in a standing position, that's considered standing, then you won't become Tom. If he sits down, so the one wants to bring a riot. So you see, if we look at the stone, the stone is stationary either way. But you see, we don't look at the stone, we look at what is holding the stone. So the, and that's why you go standing, standing, sitting, sitting. So therefore the same thing, riding. Therefore, riding, we're not going to look at the position. The, the riding of the person is like the stone. We're not going to look at the person's position, which is sitting. We look at the animal, which is moving, and therefore you consider it to be moving. That's the raya we're trying to bring over here. Everybody with me? Mm-hmm. So, what does it matter if it's in Moshe Talabim or not? Well, I mean, if you see a rabbi standing, like, riding in Moshe Talabim, you would say that. Well, you, wait, is, 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 is there a room, is room in Moshe Talabim? Where's the room? Have you seen anyone walking? No, no room. That's the point. What are you talking about? For Tsaras here or what? No, for standing. No, that, that, would be, that would be the issue. You have to stand, yes. That would be the stand. Because that's the difference between the Tsaras. Tsaras Rabbi. Tashima, come and listen. 
If the Tomei is sitting, the person is there's the Tsaras, and he's sitting under a tree, which is a covering. The tower Omei, and the tower person is standing, he becomes Tomei. Why? Because the person who is Tomei is what? Sitting. Tomei Omei, but if the Tomei would be standing, and the tower is Yoshim, and the one who's Tor is sitting, then the tower would be Tahar. Why? Because the Tuma is not sitting, it's standing. But if that person was Tame, then would sit down. Then what? Then Atar would become Tame. Fine. And the same thing applies by a stone that has Tsaras. Meaning, if the person holding the stone is standing, we view it as standing. The person holding the stone is sitting, we view it as sitting. Right? Now, therefore. Ba'amar Rav Nachman Bar Kohen. It's interesting, his name was Bar Kohen. Azos Omeres Rochov Kabahal. From here you can bring a raya that riding is like sitting. You see how that's a raya. Because we see we don't focus on the person per se or in the stone. We focus on what's holding the person, which in the case of the animal is the animal which is moving. In the case of the person, the person is standing. So you view it as, so we view it not as stationary because the item is stationary. We view it as the total picture. The total picture, the animal's moving, or the person is holding the stone is standing, therefore that's the raya. What about if the animal stopped? <clears throat> so the animal uh, stopped in terms of. Uh, now, now the animal's not moving. Then, <laughs> then, 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 then it'd be considered like. Sitting there? Then it'd be considered. Then he would, the animal is standing, so therefore he's still Right, right. So right, the whole idea, the whole idea is that if the animal is moving, we don't consider him sitting. So therefore, if we don't consider him sitting, then oh, you have to oh, show. Oh, you, you only stand. You only stand for everybody if he's sitting. You only stand from his standing. standing. Yeah, right. So, but how is? We have to. We have to. in eight minutes. What is it like this? Those are meras. Rochov kamahalach dami. Therefore, rochov is is considered to be like riding. Shmami no, it's a good riding. Very interesting. Should you stand for a Sefer Torah? Should a person stand for a Sefer Torah? So Moses says like this. It should be a Kalvachomer. Why? If the people studying the Sefer Torah you have to stand for, then what? For the Sefer Torah, look, okay? Very interesting because we have we have as far as the other way around. But anyway, let's go. So Moses says like this. Rabbi Loi, Rabbi Yaakov, Zavdi, Havi Yosfi. So they were sitting, uh, they were sitting. And Khalid Vazil Rab Shimon Bar Abba. So they're sitting and learning, and Rab Shimon Bar Abba walked by. Kamamikame, they stopped learning to stand for him. So Amalahu, he said two points. You're on a higher level than there's a chaver, there's a chaver, and then higher than chaver is a chacham. So you guys are on the level of chacham. I'm only on the level of chaver. And therefore, you should not be standing first of all for me, number one. By standing and stopping to learn Torah, it's as if the Torah now is standing for those who study it. Therefore, the Torah shouldn't be standing for those who study it. Therefore, you should have continued learning and not stood for me. Alright? So Savalok Rabaloza. He held the position of Rabaloza. That a person should not stand, he's not allowed to stand for his Rebbe when he is studying Torah. Because you, you cannot cause the Torah to have to stand 
for the person. That's basically what it's saying. But Abaya did not buy into that. Light Allah Abaya. Abaya said somebody who wants to use that ticket and say, I'm not standing for my Rebbe because I'm learning, deserves a curse. Interesting Torah's uh, over here. Let's go back to it. The Gemara brings down is that it says by Moshe Rabbein, it says, the Pazik says, that the people gazed on Moshe from behind until he got to his tent. Now, the Gemara brings Rav Ami Rabbi Yitzchak, the Machlokus over here, what's the shot in the Pazik? Right, by Yitzchak Navcho. Chad Amar Lignai, some say that there was, the Pazik should be interpreted in a disparaging way. But Chad Amar Lishrach is actually in a praiseworthy way. Now, the one that said it's disparaging to the Esau, like it is said. Now, the Gemara doesn't even want to say what the disparagement is because they don't even want to say how terrible the disparagement was. Rashi brings it down. Rashi brings to the Esau, it's two lines from the bottom. It's because it is a, it is a disparaging thing. I doesn't want to say exactly what it was. But we find the disparagement that the people were looking at Moshe from behind. They were saying, Look how thick his thighs are. Look how thick his neck is. How fat his neck is. Because he has been ingesting, he's been eating all our money. And that was a pretty disparaging thing. The more doesn't want to say that, right? And man the Amar Lishvach, the ones that want to say it in praiseworthy, is Amar Chizkyo, Amar Li, Rab Chinina, Bereid, Rabavo, Amar Rabavo, Amar Rabavdimi, Damir Chaifa, Chacham Omer, it's based on the following ruling that when a Chacham passes by or over, Omer Falfan of Dalit Amas, you only have to stand up when he gets within your Dalit Amas, a regular Tamar Chacham, you stand up for him when he's within your Talit Amas, the Kamich over Dalit Amas, and when he passes by, more than uh, Talat Dalad Amas, then you can sit down, Yoshev. If it's an Av based in, the head of the based in, over, he's, he's coming before you, then Omil Fanabala Enab. As soon as you see him, you should stand. The Kevin Av Dalad when he passes by Dalad Amas, then you can sit, uh, Yoshev. But Nasi, if he's the Nasi, the leader, like Moshe Rabbeinu was, then over, if he's coming by, Omil Fanabala Enab, you stand up as soon as you see him. And you don't sit down until he gets to his seat. Until he gets to his place or his seat, you have to stay standing. And this is the positive. That they looked, they gazed after Moshe. Until he got to do his Until he would get to his tent. So that's a positive thing because they were showing honor for him, not the disparagement. And gentlemen, we will stop over here. Good to all of you and your families. Be a healthy, happy new year.